teachers, I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, a show where you'll find tips and strategies for growing your music studio. I'm all about automating business tasks, growing through social media, and teaching with only the best online tools. I recently had the privilege of being a guest on Tim Topham's podcast, The Topcast. I've been a listener of Tim's podcast for years, and I've always been so inspired by so many of his methods and wonderful interviews with his guests on his podcast. Tim is now a great friend of mine, and we teamed up to create a new marketing ebook for music teachers. This ebook, which we've titled The Essential Music Teacher Marketing Checklist, is available online for free at teachmusic.online forward slash marketing checklist. We created this marketing checklist to help teachers who feel like they are struggling to get a few new students enrolled quickly in their studio. There are so many ideas shared here in the book that you'll be able to quickly apply to your studio. We recorded an episode to share some of those ideas and how effective they can be for getting new students, both for online and in-person lessons. I feel like it has been my passion and mission to help music teachers run successful studios from the business side as well, from starting your studio to automating the onboarding process, payments, billing, invoicing, all of the things, and then really applying marketing tactics for growth. I have videos and courses on all of this inside of the Teach Music Online membership. And as a reminder, you can sign up for the membership at teachmusic.online. Just head over there to learn more. I have a ton of information about the seven module course I've created, along with some bonus courses, our community, and our coaching program. We would love to welcome you into our community. Please enjoy this discussion that I had with Tim Topham all about marketing. Welcome back to the show, Carly Walton. Great to speak with you again. Thank you, Tim. Always such a pleasure to hang out with you. So a couple of months back, we decided to team up and create the ultimate music teacher marketing checklist. And so we're going to announce a bit more about its availability and talk about what it can give to teachers, because we really hope this is something that's super valuable and the teachers can come back to time and time again. And so what, what I wanted to do was create this when we had a number of our members come to us um, more recently, in the, in the last six months, I guess, um, and just say, look, I, I just need two or three more students and I, I really need them urgently. I've just lost a few people and I didn't have a waiting list or my waiting list was too small or people moved on, whatever it was. And sadly, sadly, some of these members were starting to freak out a little bit and we wanted to help them as much as we could. And I imagine you've probably had this same experience with some of your members. So what made you want to contribute to this resource and work together on it? There are, I agree, so many teachers reaching out it almost sometimes in desperation with the need to grow their music studio. And I feel like kind of coming back to some marketing strategies that are reliable and kind of remembering why we market and some really fundamental things about marketing could be really helpful for music teachers. Because so many of them are in the online space now, I think a lot of them are seeing venting about their studios or just seeing some negativity around growing a music studio in Facebook forums. So they get in their head that it's too hard or like, I don't know. They, they, they feel like they can't do it either. And I think when you reached out, it was like, yes, this is exactly, we need to bring teachers back to who they are, why they teach and that you can do this. And here's, you know, a lot of ideas for how to get it done. 
Mm, and a lot of simple ideas. I wanted to keep this and we wanted to keep this really uh, simple and straightforward. And we'll talk through some of those ideas in a moment, many of which need no investment, which I think is really important as well, particularly if you're, you are at that crisis stage. Um, and I want to mention too that we're, we're not talking about a massive multi-hour course or big fat book or anything. This is a super simple checklist, but it really does go through all of those things that if you are desperate for a few students or just want to grow a few more um, and find some more students, then this is a checklist to help you. It's all very well getting to this point of desperation. We obviously want to kind of try and avoid that. So what are some of your uh, recommendations for teachers avoiding getting into this situation in the first place? What can they do to, uh, to help there? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, building in some of those fundamental marketing things that are kind of automated in your business can be really valuable. And we talk about this, I'm pretty sure we mentioned, you know, setting up a referral system. So you're always getting referrals. One thing that I think is so helpful for teachers is to make sure when, when, students or clients join their studio that they're connecting with those students through social media in in that onboarding system when they first come in so that you're getting engagement in your social media. That's something that can kind of happen on the back end and you're not like thinking about it a lot. Um, Google business, I've been pushing. That's just foundational and it really takes an hour to set up and then a few weeks to get your pin from Google. Um, and then on top of that, continually reaching out for reviews. And we could talk all about the importance of reviews and testimonials, but without that social proof these days, the competition is a little bit harder because people are all online with their studios versus just word of mouth. So Google business, Facebook business, and reviews and testimonials are so crucial. Mm. And I've never had a parent not be happy to give me a testimonial as well. And you know, they're so heartwarming to read. I even found the ones that I had from oh, 10, 15 years ago and I read them again recently and went, oh, yeah, I remember those students and, and the fun that we had and the things that we did and it was just so meaningful to, to read them. So testimonials, I think that is just such a fundamental um, aspect of on an ongoing marketing and uh, branding process. Um, absolutely right. And, of course, there's lots, there's lots more that people can do with making sure their website's up to date and all those kinds of things. But I think you've just nailed those three points to really help people hopefully not fall into this um, issue of, oh, my goodness, oh, I really need some students. Help me, help me. Um, but look, we know it sometimes can't be helped. You might be moving to a new area or whatever it is. So let's go over some of the ideas that teachers can find in our free checklist. I've got mine in front of me. And what we thought we'd start with was some what we call low-hanging fruit. You know, there's no use getting out the ladders and climbing to the top of the tree when there's fruit you can just pick from the ground. So what are some of those initial, quick, easy, and most importantly, free steps that teachers can take when they are in this situation? Yes. So starting with some of those simple ones, I think one of them is asking for referrals and maybe providing some sort of a discount to a student who refers somebody to their studio. And, you know, I've heard the arguments on both sides, like we never offer discounts or if you do that, you're lowering the value of your studio. But the truth is some people are really incentivized by a discount, a referral discount or something like that. And it can be a really great way to bring more students into your studio. Also, another one, I love bring a friend day. And this is really great because you can do this with in-person and virtual students. We love when teachers have virtual recitals because you can invite 
your cousins or friends anywhere in the world or grandparents to come watch. And you can kind of consider that bring a friend day. But also if you do group lessons in person, if you have recitals or master classes, that can be a really great opportunity for students to bring a friend along. Yeah, look, it's so good to know that so many of these things we can do with absolutely zero money down. These are, and this is what we wanted to really um, reinforce. You don't have to spend money and you shouldn't really be spending money. Don't start Facebook advertising and things like that. There are so many more things that you can do <laughs> before you go down that path. And, and really, I think what this all comes down to with regard to the referrals and bring a friend, it's all how can you use the current network of students that you've got to find more students? You know, I'm also just looking at this list and realizing one of the ones that I have teachers do that I work with and coach is kind of doing a launch of your studio, even if you think that everybody knows you're teaching in person or online, you can always re in quotes, launch your studio and have, have some exciting big news or use a launch to announce some new additions to your teaching or some new value to your teaching. And especially for virtual teachers by doing a launch, reaching out to past students and your past communities. So for example, like I taught music in Boston, I taught piano there in charter schools. Then I moved to Mesa, Arizona and was teaching online about six months later and thought, I need to launch my studio to my Boston community. And just by reaching out and letting them know, I had like four or five students within that week from my Boston group who wouldn't have known that I was accepting new students. So that's one way to kind of reach out. And I've had teachers say, well, Carly, I have like 96 emails for past students and I'm like like almost like that was a burden and I'm like well that's amazing that's That's right I was going to mention uh, past students they can be a huge resource and even if the past student doesn't want to come back they may have a child or a parent or a friend Uh, you know you just never know quite how wide your networks will flow when you start asking the question and just letting people know um so that's great i think uh these first things first uh and this is the first page of our checklist the first things first all about in your studio and that's the best place to start but then we've got the world of online so you and i both preach about the importance of having a website and social media but what are some of those other things that teachers can do? We mentioned Google My Business, um, obviously Facebook pages and things. Um, any other sort of ideas you've got for online marketing that teachers can um, access quickly? Yes, there's so many. Posting on your social channels that you have openings is great. I would even add the next level to that is is posting that you have openings and make it urgent. Like I have three openings that just opened up in my studio, you know, hurry quick before they're taken or hurry because my wait list is growing. Just making it sound, even if, even if you're not completely full, giving off the idea that maybe you are full on Mondays. So you could say my Mondays have filled up. I have two openings on Tuesdays. You know, send me a message today if you're interested versus I'm now teaching and I I have 30 hours. I am ready. (laughs) I've got no students. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think the, what what about Facebook groups? Um, So obviously, you know, many of us are in piano teachers groups. Now that's of no use to find students. How have your um, your community gone using homeschool mum groups or local area groups for finding students? 
It's so helpful. I think some that I've seen working are posting in those homeschool groups, mom groups, buy and sell groups. The first thing you need to make sure is that they have, they have, uh, no rules against posting anything promotional. Sometimes they'll say like every Monday you can post something or so, or you can reach out directly to the admin of the group. That's helpful. And then making your posts really fun and friendly. Sometimes teachers will post a little screenshot of them with a student doing an activity or a demo video or something showing them teaching versus like an ad. Um, You know, with advertising, it's stories. We always want to be sharing stories anything that shows your student has gone through some kind of transformation or accomplished something is going to stand out to that parent as you being a little different than other people they might see posting about music or businesses. I'm not going to recommend people get on TikTok, but do you use TikTok much yourself, Carly? I, you know, I'm, I'm dabbling in TikTok um, because I actually have seen a lot of teachers in that in the online teaching business do really well with TikTok, um, especially if they have a really specific niche. There's a, a guy, his name's Matthew Johnson, who we had on the Teach Music Online podcast, and he he has like half a million on TikTok now. And he just started two years ago and he does, he does um, voice lessons and everyday posts tips for voice for singing. And I mean, everything from belting to riffs to like, it's really cool. And he's, he's built his studio off of TikTok. Uh, there you go. I haven't heard of someone building a whole studio off it. We do have a couple of members um, who use it and have tried advertising on it as well. The reason I bring it up is because one thing I've noticed as a user of it is that as you've, you've flick through the feed, you'll eventually get um, ads come up. And you mentioned, you know, try to be natural and not too advertorial in posts that you make on social media. And I think that's good advice because it's really obvious on TikTok when you get an ad versus when you just get someone's casual content. And so oftentimes my advice would be, yeah, keep it as natural and casual as you can. It's almost a move uh, away from the high slick audio video kinds of things that we've been seeing on YouTube. seems that people are becoming more connected to people who have a lower kind of spec ad budget, (laughs) which I think is a great thing for teachers. Yeah. And you know, something to remember with social media is it in, if it's, if a teacher is desperate, I would not tell them, oh, go get on Instagram tonight because that's not the answer. I think we're, we're talking about building fundamental building blocks to your business. And as a small business owner, social media is, is, needs to be there. Not, nece- not because you're going to get all of your students through it, but because people who are interested in your business are going to look you up. And they're going to look through your feed. So this is because like word of mouth, someone hears about you, they're going to jump on Instagram and say, oh, I want to learn more about that teacher before I reach out to them. So to me, it's almost about building this portfolio of your goodness and of what you create. So as social proof. And then on top of that, people can find you. And if you really want to work at it, you can find people can find you through it. But I would say that's almost harder than just using it as this fantastic resource and way to really let you, your business shine. Portfolio, portfolio of goodness. I love that. <laughs> nice phrase. So we finish up the section on the checklist and there's, there's many more items uh, on here. We're just giving you a, a bit of a taste on the podcast today. 
but one of the other areas we mentioned for free and online promotion is a number of the directories and listing sites. And we've recommended some of the ones that we've heard from our members and that we've tried ourselves that work there. So from moving on from online, we move to our local community. There's lots of things that we can do in our local area, most of which are free or inexpensive as well. And so well, let's talk through some of these. We've got obvious ones like, well, if you have a physical location, then uh, make sure you put a sign out the front and make it bold and legible, etc. But what about some of the other things that you can do with people who live in your area, other connections you can make that can expand your network? What what ideas have you got there? Yeah, there's. I, I love what you said about expanding your network. And, you know, I, I try to help teachers visualize this by thinking of a very small circle as people that know you currently, that's your really your inner circle. And then you have these rings that kind of work their way out. That is a part of your marketing. And the goal with marketing is to create a very big circle where you can reach more people. And your community is such a fantastic place to go. And I think from my own experience, um, both charter schools, homeschools, and music stores. So there was a music store in my community that I had, they had a referral list and on their website, and I just joined it. And I probably got like a dozen referrals that year from that. And, and I don't, I'm not totally sure why, but it was a very specific piano store for beginner students. They would ask for teachers and get this list, and then they could could go to the teacher's websites. So I'm assuming... Again, this goes back to like the foundations of your business. You need to have set in place because they could have gone to my website. And if my website was crummy, they might not have reached out to me. But regardless, it's a way for your name to get out a little bit more. And then charter schools, if you can even get in and do this is kind of above and beyond this checklist. But if you can even get in and do workshops or a volunteer day or have a booth at a charter school or I mean getting in any way with the parents of a charter school and I say charter school because it's often easier than a public school to get to know the music um the music board or whoever is directing the music um if you can get in with them and and really prove to them that you are like an excellent teacher which you are then they will refer students to you yeah we mentioned uh on the list that one of the suggestions is to contact, preferably in person, but we know that's often tricky and it can be a bit nerve-wracking, or by phone or email every music teacher, musician, music store, and music-related business in your local area and ask for a few minutes to introduce yourself. Um, and Jason Sifford uh, was on our podcast back in episode 283, and he actually talked about um, this approach that he did when he moved to a new town. He literally just rang around and he said, look, I might have only got a 1% response rate to that, but the connection I did get got me another connection, which got me another connection. And again, that the rings just expanded for him. So yeah, it can take a little bit of time, but remember this is free and it's going to be a good idea for you in the future anyway. The bigger your network, the better your network, particularly in your local area, the better um, that you can serve your students and the more connections that you have can really help with things like marketing, but also sharing students between studios as well. So we've mentioned music retailers, you've mentioned charter schools, church music as well. Church music directors, churches can be a great place for holding recitals or workshops, things like that. Musical theater groups, orchestras, big bands, 
the list, I mean, there are so many options here and we actually provide you some space to add your own on the checklist. So that local community area such a, can be such a strong way to get your word out. Um, any others, uh, other ideas there, um, Carly? You know, what's going through my mind is really just reminding teachers that you have to take action. You have to be confident and you have to take action. And I just unfortunately see teachers who are discouraged and overwhelmed. And when that happens, your mindset is not in the right place. And you need to remember why you teach. And I often tell teachers, remember the impact you create when you teach and what you've done for dozens, if not more than 100 students in the past few decades. And when teachers can remember that, it's like, oh, I, I need to put myself out there because I need to find students who need me. Because teachers don't like promoting themselves. They don't want to be on social. They don't want to be, they don't want to intrude. They, you know, like they don't want to go out of their way to, to take somebody's time. But it's like, you have to do that to make an impact. And I, I don't know, that just was coming to mind because the mindset is such a big piece. and. A checklist is so helpful, but before you can really like believe in yourself, you need to to remember why you teach. And so that the checklist then becomes really fun and it be, turns into something that's like, oh, I have to do these things because I need to, I need to help more students. I would love to hear about your open mic events, which I think you mentioned um, and we've got in the checklist. But before that, I'll just uh, mention one other idea. And I think this is a, a clever marketing strategy that you will be aware of because other organizations do this. And this is to try and build relationships with other organizations serving children. So your local doctor, pet services, hairdressers, cafes, places like that, where you could potentially promote yourself to their clients in return that you promote their coffee or their pet services or whatever to your clients. It's this kind of mutually beneficial um, arrangement that um, Jay Abraham talks a lot about in uh, in one of his books and and I've seen this this work really well and um and I love doing joint venture partnerships I mean this relationship that we've got Carly is a partnership of that kind of nature as well and I remember um seeing Mike Grande from Rock Out Loud he uh I remember uh, a social post he put video uh, pictures I don't know if you remember this Carly of some hairdressing a uh, hairdresser's salon in his town and he'd created smocks or whatever you call them with these massive Rock Out Loud logo all over them. And they're really bright and fun and they look amazing. And he's like, here, would, would you like to use these to the hairdresser? And they're like, well, these are pretty cool, sure. Uh, and there's this massive billboard that people are wearing in front of them and looking at in the mirror. So I thought that was I pretty I love clever. that. And he's a great person to look to for creative marketing. It's it's about thinking outside the box and and thinking about what maybe what you're good at or what's unique. And if you, if you enjoy a specific coffee shop, do they have a space where you could bring a keyboard and invite your students on a, you know, Friday night to come perform or sing? Yeah, I love it. It's, it, it's again, like getting outside of the box, thinking a little differently. You're not doing what your teacher did growing up because they didn't necessarily have to do those things. Well, tell us about the open mic. Is that the idea you were mentioning just then in the cafe or have you done it in malls or what do you do? Yeah, you know, both. I think malls haven't done in a while, but the mall, malls are such a great opportunity for recitals. I know I grew up going and playing at the mall a couple times a year and our whole studio was set up in the mall. And then you have 
business cards out on the piano, people walking by. But I think there are town squares that have availabilities. They want people to come and perform, even just tapping into you as a musician, um, finding gigs, places where you could go play and perform and have business cards out is, again, it's a small thing, but if you can kind of kill two birds with one stone where you're being able to be a musician and it's serving you to exercise those skills and on top of that, really getting your brand out. And to summarize and wrap things up, we have one more section of the, or two actually of the checklist. The next one is, you know, what to do next. So if you've exhausted all of those and you're still looking for more ideas, and these are great ideas that you can use at any time in your marketing. So if you already have a successful studio and perhaps a wait list, you can still do these to keep those students coming in. And they're things like, the possibility of starting a Facebook group. And we talked about that in episode number 276 um, on how you can use that and the kind of impact it can have. We've also got things like search engine optimization. Make sure you um, show up in Google search uh, and your website and things like that. Uh, what, what other ideas have you got either on websites or any of those other next steps for teachers? Yeah, we already we touched on this already a little bit, but, but connecting with another existing organization. Um, we do have a teacher in that I, that I work with. Her name is Brooke and she's fantastic. They donate to a local nonprofit and she posts about it on her website. And because of that, in the, her, the nonprofits Facebook group, they post about her studio and she gets referrals because of that. And that, you know, they'll occasionally say, thank you so much to this organization. They donate, you know, 5% or something pretty, you know, substantial to their nonprofit. So there could be opportunities like that where you're, yeah, where you're building really valuable connections with somebody or some kind of organization um, that you you know, it's as a passion as a teacher, there's a lot of teachers doing really good things like that that I see where they're they're trying to help the community with their music or I don't know, schools. There's lots of uh, lots of places to help. Mm. And we had a, a couple of of our team members mentioned um contributing to silent auctions and things like that. Um hosting a table at a local event. Sarah on our team told us, and this is quoted in, in the checklist, time spent teaching the lessons is often cheaper than advertising with a better conversion. And you may be able to reach out to bidders who didn't win um, in these kinds of circumstances. Um, and Jana said, uh, back when I worked as a multi-teacher in a multi-teacher studio, this was one of our best advertising efforts. This is the silent auctions. We always had conversions from one particular annual school auction. So there are so many creative things that you can do getting a gig in a church or as a wedding pianist. Uh, gigging is the quickest way to find new adult students, Emily on our team told me. Um, so there's lots of ideas there. And then we've also got seasonal op opportunities to promote as well. Have you got any thoughts on those kind of Christmassy ones that you can use? Um, yeah. You know, I think something we talk about on here is, is offering gift cards for free lessons to new students that your current families could hand out as Christmas cards. That's actually a really fun, creative way to spread the word about your studio. You'd have to be careful about how many you give out, but it could be fun if there was somebody they knew looking for a teacher, looking for lessons. That's something you could post on social media. You could even do like a Christmas giveaway. I've seen teachers run um, promotionals for, yeah, a seasonal buy one, get one free lesson with me in the new year, you know, especially for adults that are looking for a teacher that might, that might be something that stands out to them. Well, as I said, this was just an episode to get your mind thinking and just go over quickly 
this checklist that Carly and I have put together for you. It's called the Find Students Fast, the Essential Music Teacher Marketing Checklist. And it's available for downloads at six pages of just totally actionable strategies that you can use straight away and also that you can incorporate in a more ongoing capacity into your studio. And it's available over at our website, topmusic.co slash episode number 289. So uh, topmusic.co slash episode 289 is the link. Uh, Go and download it completely free. And we really want to share this and get this out to as many teachers as possible. Carly, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for um, contributing and partnering with me to put this out. Is there anything we've forgotten that's you're like, oh, wish Tim offered me the chance to say this. (laughs) There's so much. We could talk, we could do a whole week's workshop worth of marketing. Um, But I think that the intent of this was to, you know, remind teachers of some things that aren't going to take them weeks and weeks to set up like a brand new website. Um, You know, there's, there's so much we could talk about with marketing. It's, it's such a fun topic and it is so needed. I would just, again, like remind teachers, you can do this. Um, if you're feeling of that overwhelm or that desperation, like desperation and overwhelm aren't what bring results, you know, as much as we feel like the more I feel overwhelmed, the better, the faster I'll get students. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. We have to take action. We have to get help. We have to take action. You need to find a mentor. You need to find you know, something or someone to really help you get into gear because it's okay. Like they can't do it on their own. And that's how we all feel. And that's why there's, I mean, this is such a fantastic resource to really kickstart that momentum and feeling like, yes, I can do this. (laughs) It's been an absolute pleasure, Kelly. Thanks so much for um, contributing. And uh, it's always great hanging out with you. Um, You're over at teachmusic.online. I've got that right, haven't I? Yes. Yes, thank you. Carly uh, has incredible resources, um, as you already know, because she's been on the podcast before. Um, but do go and check out her work and all the great things that she's doing regarding online music teaching. Uh, and hopefully we'll do it again soon, Carly. Yes. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks so much, Tim. Thanks. You can get access to the checklist mentioned in this episode today on my website. Just go to teachmusic.online forward slash marketing checklist or click the link in the show notes and start going through the checklist right away. I'd encourage you to set time aside every single week to really make things happen. No one else is going to do marketing for you, unfortunately, (laughs) but we are here to support you and provide all of the resources you need to make it easy along the way. Thank you so much for listening. Please take a moment to leave a review for the Teach Music Online podcast. I appreciate it so much. And I just really love hearing how the podcast has benefited you in your business. It only takes about one minute. Just scroll to the bottom of the podcast in iTunes and click the five stars to leave your review. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.